Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindful Living's second podcast, Communications and Social Distancing. I'm Misty Burrell, and I am the owner of Mindful Living Wellness Center here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Our purpose for these podcasts are to share information about staying well in whatever way that looks like for our listeners. Today, we are going to be talking with Nicole Hathaway-Green, who is nationally certified speech and language pathologist licensed in the state of Utah. She is also a certified life coach, peer mentor, and sound healing and therapy facilitator. She is one of our team members here at Mindful Living, so we're proud to have her here on our podcast. And today we're going to talk about ways to maintain these connections while social distancing, which has kind of become uh, heavy on all of our thoughts and you'll see it on social media. But um, tell us a little bit about um, the social distancing and really luckily we now more than ever um, in our time have resources to stay in contact with each other and there are so many ways to stay connected during this pandemic while upholding our commitment to reducing the physical contact as much as possible. Um, Yeah, I feel like physical distancing seems like a more appropriate term than social distancing because we are social beings and we thrive on connection. So that's something that we want to maintain during this time. Um, We can start with just using our phones and set up a simple group text with our family and our friends. Um, A lot of times if they live in several different places and we're feeling disconnected and we want to know how everyone is doing, but we have so many people that we don't necessarily have the time to be making a phone call to each and every one every day or or regularly. Um, So your messages don't have to be all Corona all the time though. You can send funny memes, cute videos, uh, good news to each other, and just to keep the collective spirits lifted while easing each other's worries about who's well and how everybody's doing. So being included in a social group even in the form of group text, promotes feeling less alone. I know with texting in a group chat on my phone, I definitely stay connected with my family. We, Me and my siblings, I have five siblings and my mom, we're all on a text thread, so we keep in contact, and that's really fun. Um, are there other resources other than texting that you could tell us about? Yeah, so there are a lot of different resources, some ways to maintain connections in addition to just your regular texting through your phone. There's also Facebook Messenger for a lot of people that you may not have their phone numbers necessarily, old friends that you want to get back in contact with, uh, extended family, things like that. There are also apps like GroupMe and WhatsApp. I know WhatsApp works on Wi-Fi and it doesn't take your data, so that's something if people are internationally. I've used that a lot with friends who are like traveling to South America or Asia. Um, There's also this app that's called Voxer, and it's basically like being on a group of walkie-talkies or like a a CB. so I've used this when I've been going to a festival and we're in a caravan and everybody's in a different car and we just would have that turned on. And so anytime somebody wants to say something, they can just pop on and say it. 
uh, it was pretty entertaining, but it served its purpose for keeping us in the know for where everyone was at. And if people were wanting to, they could just keep the app open when you're around the house. And when someone has something to share or say, they can just say it and you'll hear a noise. And so it's like, oh, somebody wants to talk. <laughs> um, so that's really cute. If you're um, more into hearing each other's voices and or some people in the group don't have camera phones or the technology for group video chats, which I'll go to more in depth later, they can use group calls or conference calls to schedule rather check-ins or regular check-ins. Um, so for example, we have like a five to 10 minute, 10 minute check-in at 10 o'clock with my mom, my dad, and my brother. And we've also used this sort of conference call with my team at Cheria's. And what we've done is every Sunday, we decided to hop on a call and we do check-ins with each other, how we're doing um, mentally, how we're doing emotionally, and then something that we're celebrating. And then we just kind of take turns talking. And that was really beneficial for me to stay connected. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fun and it's really sweet. And you really get to hear how everybody is doing. Um, then there's, of course, your social media that a lot of people know about. There's Facebook and Instagram. TikTok is a new one where people just make really short videos. They're usually pretty entertaining. So I hear my daughter talk about that a lot. Is that really for adults too? Oh, yeah. Like J-Lo is really big on there with, oh, wow. oh who's her guy? I, I can't remember. But <laughs> anyway, they do some really fun, cute little videos. So that I've seen families that get on and they have like choreographed little dance things. I forget what the time period is, but they're just, they're short, but super cute. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then there's also things like Snapchat. Um, and I'm sure there's more, but these are the ones that I'm familiar with. So the key to feeling connected with these interactions is not only just scrolling through and reading, which is great, um, but one of the best ways to boost your feelings of connection and self-worth are to find ways to make a positive impact during those interactions. So I have to say, I, I love scrolling and seeing others' positive posts or just whatever, you know, kind of information that you have out there, um, their stories. But I'll admit, sometimes I do feel slightly disconnected because the lack of interaction. I'm just visually seeing it. I'm not doing anything with them. Yeah. So when you're scrolling, you're basically, it's sort of a one-way communication because you're taking in the information, but you're really not having that that back and forth um, so with Facebook and Instagram, for example, there are ways to spur the interaction. Like you can create a poll, you can use the ask me a question option. You can just ask a question yourself and just try to engage people. Uh, there are special interest groups where you can share your knowledge or your expertise around something. With the story feature on Instagram and Facebook, you can create some videos where you talk about a book or a movie that you just read or some poetry or a quote, you know, things that were thought provoking for you and give people an invitation to interact, ask questions about what their opinion is, see if they have similar experiences or ideas. 
There's also the option to create a group on Facebook. So if you can't find one around the subject that you're interested in, you can easily make one of your own. So you could make like a virtual book club or a group dedicated to discussing a TV or movie series. That, that sounds fabulous. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Video calls. So they're a major bonus of this information age. So you get both your listening and your visual senses involved. So you feel a step closer to spending that time with others in real life. You can use video to connect one or one or with a group. Um, so you can easily do this using your cell phone or your laptop or your tablet, your desktop computer. What are some of these platforms that you could do the one-on-ones with? I mean, I, I know we can use it on our iPhones or your whatever phone, your smartphone, your laptop, but what are some of the platforms? So if you have an iPhone, of course, there's FaceTime that works iPhone to iPhone. There's Google Duo, and that works for iPhone and Android. So I use that with my family because they have Android phones, and it's the same as FaceTime. Uh, Facebook Messenger has a video option, and I believe WhatsApp has a video option as well. And then there are quite a few apps that you can use for groups of people to hang out all at once, and some of those are Facebook Messenger allows that. Zoom is a big one that a lot of people know about right now. Google Hangouts is another one, uh, and there's Skype as well. Some platforms are going to be better than others depending on what features you're looking for. With both Zoom and Skype, for example, you can include quite a few people on the invite list, up to 100 for Zoom and 50 Oh, wow. Yeah. And... You can use like virtual backgrounds on Zoom or Skype has this option for a background blur so you can hide, you know, if you're having any cleaning related atrocities in your home. <laughs> so I, I have to interject if that's okay. My uh-huh. daughter's birthday is next week and she's not going to be able to physically have anybody at our home. This is an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. So she could actually, we could go on one of these and figure out a way to kind of get her friends, no matter yeah. what device they have, and create kind of a virtual party. That Absolutely. Sounds awesome. That's, I had a friend in Portland who just had a virtual house party last night and oh, wow. I mean, would DJs and all kinds of stuff. They, he he's a circus performer, so there was <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. You can also use any of the group video tech to throw a virtual dance party, like we we're talking about, or attend a virtual concert. You can find footage of one of your favorite bands at a live show, a DJ, uh, footage of a festival or a concert. Or like I was talking about my friend who had that party, he had an actual DJ play and stream it to everyone who wanted to attend. And people made it like super fun by dressing up in their, their, like their festy gear, their club gear. Right on. Yeah. Um, you can switch up the lighting in your home, hook up your speakers, and it really feels like a party. Um. So since the spontaneity of, say, like grabbing drinks with someone you just bumped into is not currently an option, there are ways to create that digital spontaneity and add a sense of freedom to your day if you're not ready to commit to like, okay, we're all getting together at this certain time. 
So for example, you can send a surprise video message to friends or relatives. There are apps like Marco Polo. I don't know if you've heard of that. And there's also Snapchat, which is one that's been around for a while. So with those, people can go to those and enjoy them at their own leisure. Uh, there's also this app called House Party, and you can randomly hang out with each other as your schedules and your times allow. And, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Those are some awesome ways to be able to stay connected with groups. Like we've talked a lot about staying connected socially during this time. And I know another concern is taking care of our physical needs. So mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kind of social aspect of it. But um, those of us are, well, let's go back to the physical needs. So especially when a lot of us are working from home and practicing the self-isolation, um, I was an avid gym goer to keep up my physical activity, and that immediately came to a halt. I've done at-home workouts before and gone for walks and things like that, but I really don't know what to do without a gym. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but I've, I'm just kind of at a loss. Can you tell us some options maybe to do home workouts um, that are actually effective? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of those. Um, in my research, I was surprised to find a lot of different ones that I hadn't even heard of. I'm the same. I had been going to the gym, you know, I was dedicated every morning and then it just stopped. Uh, So it's so important for us to continue to give our body the care it needs. Like you said, especially if you're at home, um, working from home and there's just a lot less of a physical routine. So to keep it in check, you can do things like a virtual workout with friends it reinforces that others are still present in your world, even if it's behind a video screen. So the endorphins that are released during your sweat sessions are super effective ways to fight that stress and that anxiety that you may be feeling. And they also give your mind a break from all the things that we can't control right now. So it's easy to choose a workout and you can sync up your schedules and exercise together. So. Planet Fitness is offering free classes online right now. YouTube has everything from Pilates to yoga to high-intensity interval training to kettlebell exercises. You name it. You can search it and find it there. You can have Zoom open and YouTube in a different window, and that way you can have you and your workout buddy or your partners exercising at the same time. Uh, Burn Along is another fitness platform, and it allows you and your friends to take classes in private or group sessions. You can see each other and hear each other, and no matter where you all live, they have right now a one-month free trial, or they have payment plans for $7.99 monthly or $39 annually, which isn't much at all. And they also do corporate subscriptions. Oh, Wow. I love these ideas. I'm I'm actually really excited to try this. I tried the other day to do a workout and I just didn't, I kept finding other things to do at the house and so I didn't quite get into it. Yesterday I did have success because one of our own, Alex, posted a, a mindful living workout. So we were able to actually follow that and that helped a ton. But I do find that... Um, it helps to have a buddy. Even even when you're not like, okay, let's go physically to the gym, it's apparent to me now that um, it's, it's really effective to have that person kind of accountability. Can you tell us why it's more effective to have group workouts? 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, and it's definitely more difficult, you know, if you don't have your roommate or your partner or someone there. And those video calls tend to bring the most connection when you're able to see people's faces mm-hmm. and uh, see their movements. That and, makes sense. Yeah, it also, it helps for accountability. So having that workout buddy, it keeps me motivated. And in this way, you can still maintain the accountability through these video things with your gym partner. And for me, I think I'd be even more motivated as part of a group. I haven't tried it yet, but if I know that there's like four or five people that are like, okay, it's it's time for us to get this group workout going and you don't show up, you know you're going to you yeah, know. it just seems to be more effective for sure. Like yeah. hearing it, I'm like, yes, that, that makes more sense. <laughs> um, so that sounds like there are a, a lot of things to do virtually. Um, the workout's great. And we talked a little bit about like parties and get togethers. Um, it sounds like if that's possible, maybe there's some other ways to be connected with a group. Oh yeah, definitely. Some other ways that you can maintain group connections and keep things fun and interesting could be something like hosting a virtual dinner party where you all look up recipes and you can all agree on one and then you make it together and schedule time. So you're, you're cooking and you're enjoying the meal together on screen. It can feel a little funny at first, but (laughs) having the computer in front of you, but once you start interacting and talking, it can kind of feel, you know, like you're having a dinner out together. Less alone. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you can do that with happy hour or a cocktail party with friends or coworkers. And a lot of these different software that I mentioned, they have break the ice games. So House Party is one that I mentioned earlier. It offers the ability to play a variety of different games together. They have like trivia and quick draw, which is like Pictionary, um, heads up, which is kind of like charades. Eight people can connect at once on the House Party app and it's super easy to use. And there's an added bonus that you can pull contacts from other social media apps like Facebook and Snapchat. And it allows for a more like seamless connection to your social media friends too. Um, There's another idea that I came across in my research. If you're feeling super crafty, you can create like a spin the wheel interactive game. I saw some really elaborate setups using bicycle wheels and oh, wow. uh, yeah, like the frozen pizza inter- inserts, those, <laughs> yeah. the cardboard ones. Uh, but people got really involved. I was, I was extremely impressed <laughs> with the creativity, but on the more low tech side, I read about a group of friends who came up with six different silly questions or challenges in a point system. And then they took turns rolling dice to see what each each team or each player had to do. Um, so that was really cute. Those are such wonderful ideas. How exciting. That just sounds like fun to do anyways, even if we weren't in social isolation. Right, right. Um, I do have to say, what if you don't have close friends or family, roommates or partner? Like, What if you have difficulties with your mental or emotional health? What can you do if you're faced with those kinds of challenges? Yeah, that's a very real thing too because... Um, a lot of people that already isolate, they can feel even more, um, even more distance from their social connection. So luckily with like a telephone call or an internet connection, support is really easy to access right now. There is this website called greatlist.com. 
and it has a page that lists 80 awesome mental health resources um, for people who can't afford a therapist. So you don't necessarily even have to have this money coming in in order to get that support that you may need. If you can't afford therapy or your insurance will cover a portion of it, there are a number of telehealth providers who are accepting new clients right now. We have a wonderful resource here at Mindful Living. Yes, we do. <laughs> yep. Kelly Jacobson is our in-house therapist, and she's offering free telehealth consultations right now. You can also use the internet to access resources through sites like psychologytoday.com, betterhelp.com, talkspace.com, verywellmind.com is another one. There are so many. Um, NAMI.org, so that's the, I think it's uh, North American Mental Health, uh, oh, I can't remember exactly, but it has a whole bunch of information and resources, listing support groups, therapy sites, and mental health apps, and they keep that current, and it's NAMI.org. Um, there's other organizations like Mental Health America, and you can also find organizations with more specific focus, like the Depression and Anxiety Association of America or Bipolar Hope, um, things like that. So with like one quick search on Google or Facebook, you can find support groups for so many different specific or marginalized populations. So anything from single moms to caregivers to religious and spiritual groups, singles, women, uh, any anonymous or recovery groups. There's a website that's called In the Rooms, and they have AA meetings going pretty much 24-7, connected all around the world. And that's a really cool one. They're are groups with topics of race or sexual orientation, gender identity, physical abilities, uh, neurodiversity, you know, the list goes on. So, of course, these groups can be, they can be run by specialists or organizations or peers, and you may have to shop around a little bit to find the most beneficial one to fit you and your needs, but you're, you're likely to find what you're looking for. These are wonderful resources and ideas. I am so glad that we were able to chat today about ways that we can stay connected, um, some options to be able to get connected, and also a little bit of physical um, help, taking care of yourself physically as well as socially. Um, We are going to have listed all of the things that Nicole spoke to us about, references and resources, so uh, you don't have to rewind and try and write down. Like We'll we'll have those posted. And as always, please visit our website, www.mindutah.com, and give us a like and a follow on our social media pages where we'll have links to the information that we spoke about today. We are so glad that you joined us and hope that you were able to take something away from our conversation and information that Nicole has provided for us. And thanks so much again, Nicole, for being with us. Thank you, Misty. It was my pleasure. And as always, have a very mindful week.